0: Taylor here from Basketball Index, and today we're talking about the Chicago Bulls. So this originally started as a DeRozan podcast. was going to take a deep dive on him, went into the Basketball Index database, and the more I dug, I started to look at his teammates, and then it became a Levine episode. Because I know DeRozan has been someone that has been covered a lot this year because he is having an excellent season. But I was like, I found Levine to be more interesting because I was like, if you're going to take or if you're gonna make a player in a lab for the modern day NBA offensively, Levine is probably what you're looking for. Just through the roof athletically. Um, He's a good perimeter shooter. He's, I think, third in our perimeter shooting grade this year. So he provides spacing. He he can play off ball. And and those are really valuable skills in the NBA. He's elite at getting and finishing at the rim. So you have three-point shooting. You have insane athleticism. You have getting to the rim. I mean, that's hitting all of the main kind of hubs we want in our superstar players in the NBA. So I'm like, all right, we're going, we're digging into that. So then I go further into the data and I see that DeRozan and Levine, not the greatest players defensively. All right, so we're gonna go on a bit of a tangent here, a look behind the scenes. I make all the videos here at Basketball Index and we're rolling out this new all defensive team video And it's basically like, hey, we want to have an updated leaderboard throughout the season. Because the problem is, the way we have defensive awards, (laughs) everyone is uh, basically, everyone has a reputation of how good they are at defense. And then that reputation changes once a year when the all defensive teams come out. So we wanted to say, hey, these are the five guys that are doing it the best as the season rolls along. And you have the classic two guard, two forward, center format. The problem with that is, you know, you take modern players and you realize, like, things don't exactly work that way anymore. So here at Basketball Index, we created seven defensive roles. And two of them are point of attack and the other is wing stopper. So let's go back. We have the traditional all defensive team. And in our first iteration of the video, the two guards, Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso, pretty good now you move over to the advanced roles there's seven of those one of them is point of attack which is basically the person guarding someone like a someone like a Chris Paul, someone trying to break down the defense with a live dribble uh handling screens in, in isolation alex caruso number one in that role this season and then we go over to wing stopper you need a longer normally more athletic guy to stop the kds of the world and that's where you have lonzo ball and in that role he is number one so you see that not only do the Bulls have, you know, the, the great offensive firepower in DeRozan and Levine, but then you start digging deeper and you're like, okay, so, you know, this is what DeRozan's good at and this is what Levine's great at. And then you're like, oh, but what about their weaknesses? And then you see, oh, the, the guys they brought in this off season to complement these players perfectly. Um, you know, we talk about skills overlapping sometimes. This is grace. basically they cover their blind spots perfectly. So this podcast went from I'm going to deep dive on DeRozan to, hey, I'm going to deep dive on Levine. Kind of the, you know, if you could make a player and create a player in 2K, what would you want to, hey, how, how, why are we talking about these players? It's like because the Bulls are being really successful this year. Like, honestly, if you looked at free agency this year. They brought in Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, and DeMar, right? Those were the three big moves. And you knew they traded for Vooch last year, and they obviously have Levine. And you say, okay, that's that's pretty good. Is the team better? Definitely. But I think a lot of us in the offseason were like, okay, does this does this get them over that threshold of, hey, this is a team that's going to be a middling seed where, you know, they're going to make the playoffs you know how do you take that jump to like they are a threat like they could win the championship you could see them you know beating the bucks beating the nets in the east and i think in the offseason a lot of us thought yeah i mean they're definitely better but like it's not tipping the scale but then you see them playing this year and you're like the the best metaphor i can think of is like they're like a lego set in the way that everything clicks together perfectly just you know you you have your superstar in Levine, who can who can literally do anything. I've seen him do things that like I can't even comprehend. And then you bring in a veteran player like DeRozan, where it's like, yeah, Levine doesn't have to be the center of everything offensively. Like you have another twenty-plus point a game scorer who you know has a track record, is consistent, is someone you can trust. Uh, obviously, n- nobody knew he was going to play this well, or I think you know there would have been teams. Uh, that were more aggressive because, you know, there's all these things DeRozan, you know, he doesn't fit the modern day, you know, game, doesn't shoot a lot of threes, isn't like an like a elite playmaker. Uh, but then you see, you remember, you're like, like I was pretty good on the Raptors and they were like pretty successful for a long time. And you put him on another good team and you're like, ah, oh, it turns out like having more good players on a good team does help. Um, but the point is, it's it's surprising because you look at a team like the Lakers, right? And let's say, you're just going to simulate the season. Like, let's, let's have another 2K uh, thought. So if you're going to take the Lakers roster, simulate the whole season, like, sure, it doesn't work the best in terms of fit, but just in terms of raw talent, you're like, that team's going to be good enough. Like, they're going to be a top four seed. No one really wants to play them, yada, yada, yada. But then you see this season and you're like, yeah, all the concerns we kind of had, like, are coming true. And this team is like, not great. You know, it's just honestly that no one would call them a great team. And you look over at the Bulls, and you're like, you know, you in the off season. Yeah. You know, they're definitely better. They have a, like, they don't really have a lot of holes, but you know, how good can they be? And then you see them play this year. And you're like, man, everything just goes together perfectly. You have uh Lonzo ball, one of the top catch and shoot uh, talent grades in our system in the, in the entire league. And you realize, you know, a player that's defending that well, that can play make, that is a strong catch-and-shoot player. Like, that is the prototypical player you want to plug in to your team to help take you to that next level. Like, things like thinking basketball. I mean, they started talking about the difference between a floor raiser and a ceiling raiser. And I thought that was, like, a really interesting thing to bring into kind of, like, the overall NBA discussion. And you look at a guy like Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso... And they definitely are ceiling raisers because you saw Caruso on the Lakers obviously have an impact. You see Lonzo Ball go to the Pelicans where like it's a little bit harder because like the Pelicans are they're far away from like those high end games. But you see uh, on a team with more talent where everything's being optimized and the Chicago Bulls are one a lot of fun. Two, they're for real. And three, I don't have a third, but like. Everyone wants to talk about the Bulls, including me. So that's why I made this podcast. Uh, let's let's switch to the offensive end. I think a really interesting uh, thing about this team is you look at these four players. Uh, we have a playmaking grade, which basically takes into account a bunch of passing. You know, um, we have a great video on this, but you know, things like turnovers, things like uh, that will go in your passing efficiency, your passing versatility, the different types of passes you can make, uh, the volume that you're making, uh, the quality on that volume. So we took. All of these things put them in a formula, it spits out your playmaking grade, and all four of these players have an A in our system and like honestly there's not a lot of teams where you have that much uh i guess I would call it strong ball movement, and that's just one of those things where I think until you see it you don't you don't know what's going to happen, obviously, but then you look at it and you're like, okay. DeRozan and Levine they're not elite playmakers but like they're strong playmakers you look at Lonzo Ball he's a strong playmaker and then like another peg down Caruso like you know not as good as the other three but still pretty solid with the ball and you're like that that's an interesting offense and then you have facets you can break you can break into as the coach where it's like all right we're just going to go to DeRozan in the mid game here for three possessions in a row or if Levine needs to take over that's great or if you need uh, a kick out. You have one of the best catch and shoot players in the league in ball. And all of a sudden you're like, this is a strong team. We have offensive players to play through in Rose and Levine who can score in volume. They can be efficient. That's very good. You have the role players around them that is helping on defense. You have everyone clicked in into their correct position. You have DeRozan and Levine away from the ball in the helper role. And all of a sudden, you're seeing a lot of success in this team. So uh, I just kind of wanted to highlight that on the bowls. And I kind of wanted to give you the, uh, the evolution of what this podcast was. Where it was, hey, let's break down a player to, yeah, this other player is interesting too. Why are all these things working together so well? Like, how are all of these things clicking together? Um, and you're getting just so such such <laughs> such efficiency. We talk about efficiency all the time in terms of of a player right normally in their scoring but you just look at like the efficiency of this team and it's impressive and like they for me have jumped that where I don't think you know maybe a team like Memphis and the Cavs are really hot right now but like no one's people are starting to but like collectively we're not ready to be like okay these this these are contenders but I think people should think like the Bulls are like you know, am I going to favor them over the Nets in a series? Probably not. But like, they have like a legitimate chance here, at, like at a run at a title. And like, I think that's really all you can hope for. So, all right, my name's Taylor. That's my thoughts, and this is the Basketball Index podcast.